0: Hello and welcome to Insurance Tomorrow, the podcast that looks at emerging technology and global trends and asks how it will impact the insurance industry and the world we live in. This podcast is brought to you by Allianz Insurance. I'm your host, Steph McGovern. Now, previously, we've tackled a range of diverse subjects from autonomous vehicles to smart cities and cyber security. They are still available if you want to take a listen to them. Today, we're looking at the rollout of 5G, the next generation of mobile broadband. It'll mean faster download and upload speed, so you'll get your Instagram snaps up there faster. But more importantly, it has the potential to be an indispensable technology for business. It could, for example, allow the health service to share data more efficiently, change the way autonomous vehicles talk to each other, and enable swarms of search and rescue drones to communicate wirelessly with each other. If you want to quantify the impact, well, then predictions suggest that by 2035, 5G will enable $12.3 trillion of global economic output and support 22 million jobs. Worldwide, So some big stats there for you. But what does it all mean for the insurance industry? Well, to discuss this, I'm joined by James Tucker, Transformational Propositions Manager from Allianz, Martin Hines from the International 5G Team at Verizon, Rahim Tafazoli, the Regis Professor from the 5G Innovation Centre at the University of Surrey. And Rahim, I'm going to start with you if I can, because can you just tell us what does 5G actually mean?
1: 5G is obviously the next generation of the wireless connectivity, as opposed to mainly to be the next generation of mobile system. 5G has multiple purposes. One of the aspects of the 5G is mobile broadband communication because 4G system, we are facing capacity crunch in order to support many people and with the applications. But the other two important aspects of 5G which differentiates 5G from previous generation systems is wireless connectivity in order to transform many industries to make it more robotic, more automated, and effectively every aspect of our life to be more automated.
0: So this isn't just about speed then. It sounds like it's so much more than that.
1: Yeah, the speed, which translates into capacity to support more people and more applications like video base, virtual reality, augmented reality, which will be enabled, uh, is only probably 30% of the whole story. The other aspects, reliability, low delay, and always availability, And deployment in a different environment, like could be a factory setting or in a hospital or at home, um, that makes 5G different.
0: So, Martin, in terms of how it's decided where to roll out, it's because of the, for example, the, the, the legislation there and then also the infrastructure. So is that how it's been decided so far?
2: I think with the the, the same uh, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of, say, you know, operators basically looking at, okay where are we going? Just going to roll out 5G uh, per se. Then I think much like, say, previous uh, generations and so on like that, of course, there's going to be a return on investment, a payback they've got to make. Yeah. So in terms of that public infrastructure that's going out there to make the smart cities, all this kind of stuff that we're going to be uh, talking about, maybe, then that'll probably be dependent much more on economics. OK, so London, for example, Manchester, Bristol. These are the places, uh, maybe the business parks, you know, which, uh, uh, which are there. Those are the places which, of course, are going to be probably developed first, because, of course, that's where the, the economics are. Uh, and then, of course, it will be sort of uh, sort of rolled out uh, elsewhere.
0: So, James, then talk to me about Allianz and, and their role with 5G. How has it been implemented?
3: Well, 5G is pretty exciting for us. It's all new, as you know, and um, it's, it's rolling out little by little and city by city and eventually town by town. But for us, it's really about understanding our customers better. More and more of our customers will have more and more connections to various different types of devices and data. And that gives us, I suppose, two possibilities, really. Number one, the more we understand about our customers and what they are doing, then the easier it makes it for us to ensure them. If you think about this, it's the same principle, really, as something like telematics, where we had boxes in, in young drivers' cars, typically. And we could understand how they were driving, what they were doing in near real time. And that allowed us to give them good competitive products and better types of insurance. So that's number one, that's understanding our insurance. And number two is really um, 5G will give us the opportunity to offer new things, new products, new services. If we can keep an eye on customers' machinery, for example, we maybe will get a sense of when a a piece of machinery might be about to break down or do some predictive maintenance. And we can offer them some sort of intervention-based service. Alongside the insurance, and I think we'll see insurance products becoming a little bit more hybrid. So we might offer the basic insurance, and there may well be a product that goes alongside that that uses technology like five G or Internet of Things or related technologies.
0: Yes, because we, we're we're doing an episode in the, this podcast series on smart industries as well. And, and James, there's that clear correlation there, isn't there, between five G enabling us to be smarter.
3: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, 5G fits into what a lot of people are calling industry 4.0. And that combines a whole load of different technologies, autonomy, advanced cyber cybersecurity, internet of things, cloud computing, um, system integration, etc. So there's definitely a, a lot of overlap there.
0: Yeah. So Raheem, just broaden this out for us then. How will this impact industries? Which are the industries that you think are, are going to be the ones where we'll see this having the biggest impact?
1: Well is in addition to telecom industry which is mainly providing the mobile broadband communication connecting people to people is any other industry that requires automation uh, mainly for connecting devices or machines put it this way machines of different capabilities could be uh, as small as a a uh, sensor node that measures a temperature in some location or it could be as big as, as uh, a robot doing some production manufacturing in industry uh, or it could be as large as, as a car or transport a bus or a train for eventually driverless transportation. And James mentioned about, Uh, connecting lots of devices to see how people drive. That is a mass connectivity aspect of the 5G. And one specification of 5G is to be able to connect up to 1 million devices per kilometer squared to the network which 4G could not do. And these devices could be low data rate, sensors or um, monitors, boxes or black boxes in the cars or for smart cities and a smart environment, for air pollution monitoring, for example, or many different applications.
0: Yeah. So, Martin, I mean, how important is it to get it rolled out soon, would you say?
2: So 5G is being rolled out across the EMEA region right now, and so businesses are already beginning to realise the benefits it offers. And it is important that that rollout continues so that companies in the Emir can continue to innovate and don't get left behind as 5G rollouts continue around the globe. One point to note, is that businesses should also make themselves aware of what is ne- or what, what is known as private 5G. So this can enable businesses to achieve the attributes of 5G, so improvements and things like latency and download speeds at their specific location for their own business use ahead of waiting for a mobile network operator to roll out 5G infrastructure. I think this is very worthwhile looking into.
0: Yeah, and Raheem, can I ask you as well, is, you know you, you talk very enthusiastically about the the difference it could make in so many ways to our lives and, and businesses and economics. Are there any negatives to 5G?
1: Negative of 5G is not its own negative. It is the rumours that people spread and make it negative, uh, which doesn't have any scientific basis whatsoever. Uh, and uh, 5G is, is a step change in the way that we communicate and the way that the world is connected with each other. And it would evolve over the next 10 to 20 years with more capability and it would penetrate not only customers to business connectivity, but also business to business. Uh, And you gave very interesting statistics in terms of the job it will create, as well as uh, the how much it will uh, contribute towards the um, uh, GDP of uh, any countries. So uh, the the standardization and development of the technology is not going to stop in two, three years' for time. Like any other generation system, it always evolves as the business model uh, evolves. And so uh, different businesses will identify what makes economic uh, sense to the own business and they will adopt 5G over the time.
0: Well let's bring this back to the uh, impact on the insurance industry James and and just just tell us why it's important do you think for uh, brokers to pay attention to 5G and insurers generally.
3: As you know Alliance is a pretty huge company um, globally as well as in the UK Um, and we've touched upon a few different industries and sectors right from government infrastructure to transportation systems and private transport, factories, manufacturing, and all of those are areas where alliance would have some interest in their insurance. Their so one example of how 5G, um, combined with Internet of Things technology and various other technologies as well, uh, could be really useful to insurers and our customers would be in the world of construction and building. So the building sites or con- new construction sites where we're perhaps trying to keep an eye on health and safety, try to understand what's going on, perhaps monitor machinery, and really have good information coming to us in a real-time or near real-time basis, then we can offer really accurate and appropriate um, useful insurance to customers, understand what the risks are, and um, maybe even offer some sort of service whereby we would intervene if we feel that there's some sort of danger that's about to Come about, for example, people not wearing wearing the correct um, safety uh, equipment or something like that. Um, Or we might be able to use that data to offer reports to the customer. So we're offering uh, insurance to deal with the worst if it happens, but we're also helping that customer to manage risk. And a customer who can manage risk and keep a construction site up and running is going to be a much happier one than has a disaster, even if they get an insurance payout at the end
0: yeah and martin can i ask you then about security is 5g secure
2: so yes it is and don't forget me so 5g i say you know when it was kind of created by the the 3gp the 3gpp which is the third generation partnership project is really kind of built basically on okay let's look at 3g let's look at 4g What are the, you know, what's the architecture that needs to be in place to make it even more secure? So in terms of, in terms of the way the architecture has kind of been built, it's been built very much with security, you know, at its fore. I think it's also key to sort of say that 5G itself, you know, it doesn't actually introduce any new risks. It simply is a means of transporting IP traffic. And I think all enterprises basically do need to understand risk associated with with the use cases. I think just like with everything again, it's like looking at at the use case, looking at what the business challenge is, looking at what the business problem is and working backwards and saying, okay, which are the parts whereby in terms of a network kind of sense, am I running a, a security risk here and what is the solution for that?
0: And, and James, again, bringing this back to insurance and, and brokers in particular, what do they need to know now in order to be able to support their clients?
3: I think they just need to keep an eye on um, on the market and how the technology is de- developing and be able to give their insurance a latest situation. So, for example, you know, um, as we said, 5G is developing in certain towns but not everywhere. So what's the latest situation there? In terms of products and services, we'll, we'll keep them up to date as we develop those.
0: Yeah. So Martin, just give us that conclusion on what we can expect in the next five to 10 years from 5G.
2: Yeah, it's really very much automation. If you look at basically the attributes, you know, that 5G is going to bring about. So things like much, much bigger throughput much more sort of um, the ability to connect at much higher speeds in terms of like say railways and so on like that, the number of connected devices, the mobile volumes that it can basically deal with, all these kind of attributes are going to have an impact on say day to day, our lives as consumers uh, in how we go about our business, how cities operate and very much how those businesses, James has spoken about industry 4.0 another term is basically real time enterprise. It's basically how can those, how can organisations basically always kind of do more and better than what they are and what opportunities are they really going to start to deliver?
0: Yeah, you can just when you start giving those tangible examples, you, you can really then you, you can let your mind run wild, can't you, with all the different applications. And, and, and that, James, can you wrap things up then for us on your concluding thoughts on bringing it back to the insurance industry?
3: For me, it's about seeing our customers and understanding our customers more clearly. At the moment, we have to work through a number of filters. And um, when we give somebody a price, for example, from insurance, we have to make certain assumptions. We, you know, To an extent, we, try to, we have lots of data sources from third parties, from our own data, from, from other sources and so on. But ultimately, we have to make some assumptions. We have to put people into groups. Um, so the more data we have and the more accurate that is, and the better able we are to give really individual prices and and products and services for those customers so that's what i'm looking forward to
0: yeah it, it's all about making things more efficient and, and making life easier isn't it uh well thank you so much uh, for all of your thoughts and words of wisdom on this. So thank you to my guest James Tucker from Allianz, Martin Hines from Verizon, Rahim Tafazzoli from the 5G Innovation Centre at the University of Surrey. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast through your usual podcast provider. Uh, it means you won't miss an episode. Plus, it would be really lovely if you could leave a review as well, particularly if it's a nice review. Uh, that's it from me. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Steph McGovern.